Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, and you would, find the seventh chapter of Matthew. A wonderful passage of Scripture, and uh, it's just a wonderful chapter. And tonight, if I was to title this sermon, it would be, Don't Give Up. Don't Give Up. And uh, I don't know about you, but uh, you've probably had that feeling a time or two in your life, whether it was with your job or with other people or uh, just what's going on in the world today. I have that thought a lot, right? I, I don't know this old, uh, uh, most people are worth fighting for sometimes. And uh, I just don't know if certain things can be fixed, but um, I'm thankful that God doesn't give up on us. Amen? I'm thankful that he is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish. I'm thankful that even after we're saved, when you stumble and fall short, that God doesn't say, well, Jacob Gray, that was seven times today. I guess we'll kick you to the curb, you know. I'm glad that when God saves us and starts something in us, that he knows one of these days when we get to heaven, we're going to be perfect. And he's going to get to see the finished product, which he already knows is coming, unlike we do. Now, I don't know if you've ever bought any Chinese junk for your children on Christmas or not, but uh, it seems like our children get a lot of it. And there's always some part of it that needs to be put together. A few years ago, my wife's mother decided that our children needed an outside jungle gym. This thing is the Cadillac version. It is a ship-looking thing, kind of, with a big green swirly slide and two giant sides on the side. In the middle, it's got a kitchen set, and it's multiple layers and, and three swing sets and two things. And it showed up at my house one day in two giant boxes. How they look at Lowe's is not how they show up at your house. And that sit there in my yard for a great period of time. And my response was, that's a selling point for my house. I'll sell it, and you get the play set with it when you buy it. But some friends of ours uh, got together and put together a crew and and put it together for us one day against my objections, if you can believe that. I showed up on a Saturday afternoon, I believe it was, from work. And there were all these people putting together together. This swing set, and I don't believe in excommunication in the Baptist sense, but if we were Catholic, it'd have happened that day, right? I'd, I'd have kicked them all out. But they, they put that swing set together, and I, and I do greatly appreciate it. I, my kids use it, I don't, but uh, uh, they sit there and go down a little green slide, whee! You know? But uh, no, it's not true. I'd get stuck, and they'd have to call the fire department and fat guy in a little tube. But, uh, but. Uh, it, it was looking at that box, it was insurmountable. I thought, I can't even change the oil on my lawnmower, you know. I, I'm useless when it comes to putting things together. And here is this 8,000-piece playset. And I thought, it, it'll never go up. It'll never be done. It'll never do what it's supposed to do. And, and uh, it's still not done, by the way, but they got it up and functional and said, Jake, you can put the last 1,000 pieces on and... I'm glad I proved them wrong, and those thousand pieces are spread out all over my yard now after a full winter. But it is together, and the kids play it. And I look out there sometimes, and I, I see them sliding or 
one of them's pushing the other off the second level or what, whatever it is they're doing in the moment, thinking that's going to cost me an emergency room bill at some point. And I think, wow, how amazing is that final product after what it came in? And friends, I want you to know tonight, some of you might think that you're like that place set in a box. Everything's just in shambles. Everything's just a mess. But God sees you as what you're going to look like when you get to heaven. He's gonna, he knows what you're going to look like with no more temper. He, he's going to know what you look like when you can keep your mouth shut and things don't come out that shouldn't. He's going to know what you look like when there is no more sin for you to battle with. Friends, tonight I want to give you that piece of advice. Don't miss the beauty at the end by the difficulties in the middle. It's that way at every bit. Don't miss the joys of being old and decrepit at your 80th wedding anniversary, sitting there saying, Huh? Huh? Who are these people? Where are we? And what are we doing? Don't miss the joy of that because of the fight tomorrow. Don't give up when God has great things in store for you. That is as an individual. That is as a couple. That is as a church. I believe the future of this church is very bright. Today we had nine, I believe, families that saved for GPS to hear more about this church family to see if this is where they would like to call home to serve and move forward. As I was sitting there with a couple, I got a text message from Melissa Reeves saying, Cooper, who was saved at our play, would like to be baptized next Sunday. And we have a baptism scheduled on the 25th. And I believe the best days are yet to come. But I believe if you're not careful, and I'm not careful, we will look at the struggles that we are going through and miss the beauty at the end. And so tonight, if you would, stand with me, starting in verse 7. <clears throat> as we're going to read verses 7 through 12. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Or what man is there among you, who if his son asks bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Pray with me. Father, tonight we come thankful for who you are. And Lord, tonight I just uh, lift up this congregation to you, Lord. I I pray that you'd have a word from them tonight that would sink in, that would stir them up, Lord, that your spirit would use to change their life. I pray tonight, Lord, that for anyone listening in this building or watching online that doesn't know you, Lord, that tonight would be that night. Lord, that your Holy Spirit would convict and work and move and that you would save. And Father, I thank you for the wonderful privilege to stand before this people and to present your word to them. And I pray, Lord, 
that you would use it for your glory. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Three things tonight I want to show you from this passage. And this is one of the most misused passages in the whole Bible. Right? If you want a new Lamborghini, all you have to do is ask for it. That's what it says right there. If you want a full head of hair to grow back miraculously, that's all you have to do is ask for it. If you want everything in life to just turn out the way you want it to, this verse says all you have to do is ask. We call that the prosperity gospel. The name it and claim it. Friends, I want you to know that that is a lie that Satan has convinced certain people. And the reason I believe he has spread that lie is there's going to come a day when you're going to ask for something and God's not going to give it to you. And if you have built your whole belief in God that he has to give you what you want, when you want, how you want it, and the nature and color if you want it, because I don't even think you can just ask for a Corvette. You might as well ask for a red Corvette, right? You might as well ask for a red Corvette with leather in it. You might as well ask for a red Corvette with leather in it and heated seats, amen? Right? You might as well just ask for whatever you want, but there's going to come a day that you're not going to get that. And it crushes everything that you believe about God. It destroys your faith because what you have been taught is that if I want it, God must give it. And tonight I want you to know that's not what these verses teach. Three things tonight I want to show you from this text. And the first is this. You have to keep praying the will of God. You have to pray the will of God. Look what it says in verses 7 and 8. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. There are two schools of thought for most scholars. Some people believe that this is about salvation. That all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I don't disagree with that view. But there are other people, and I don't disagree with this view as well, that it is about Christians praying. How do you and I as Christians pray in a way that pleases God? You say, Jake, I'm not worried about pleasing God in my prayers. I'm just about worried about God hearing me. And friends, your heart is wrong when you pray. We don't pray for what we want. We don't even pray for what we think we would like. What we should pray is that God knows what we need and can provide it. Do you know why our prayers are so confused in what they are supposed to look like? It is because we don't believe that God knows what we need. Now, from time to time, I will ask my wife, uh, what, what do you think that we should eat for supper? And in those moments, it's usually not anything that I want to eat, right? It's probably like, Jake, you ought to eat a salad, you know, or something along those lines, or we'll just eat something quick. And what I want her to say is, I want little Smokies wrapped in bacon. That is always the right answer. Jake, you're coming to our house. What can we fix you to eat? Little Smokies wrapped in bacon. That's just always the right answer. And then if you would like to provide dessert, cherry delight. Uh, we can work this out. There is never a time that you can disappear or disappoint in, in those two things. And so what I want and what I need are two different things. And friends, tonight I want to challenge you to start writing down your prayer requests. I want you to genuinely go home tonight if you have never done this before and as you pray, just begin to write what God has laid on your heart. And then look back at the end of the week and say, what have I prayed for? I, uh, 
I've told you for years and that I pray for you every night and I don't pray for you every night anymore. It's every morning because many nights I went to pray and I was angry with you some of you from time to time and I didn't pray very well. It's just the honest truth. I'm just being honest with you tonight. So I, I try to pray in the mornings because I've got a good night's sleep. I, I, I'm awake and, and, and no one's had a, a chance to ruin the day yet, right? And so, and as I was looking back this week and just being sentimental as people to get when they get old and weird, but I was just looking at how I've prayed for you over the years and how I've prayed for some of your marriages and how I prayed for some of you before you ever came here and, and, and just, just how the Lord has worked and moved. But what I was noticing in some of those prayers that I have prayed for you is there were many a times that I prayed what I thought was best for you. Uh, Lord, if you just give them that better job. Lord, if you just do this. Lord, if you just do that for me. And what I started to notice was there that when I prayed for you, it's always the easiest road out. I don't ever want you to learn patience in your job and to be godly. I just want God to get you a new job. Well, uh, I pray for their marriage. I pray that God lines him out or her out. And, and, you know, it's just, and I started reading that, and it just was how even guilty I am in praying for you. What I should have wrote is, Lord, they're going through a terrible time. Just give them peace. Just give them patience. Give them the ability to persevere. But my prayer was, Lord, remove the obstacle from them. You see, friends, tonight I want to teach you something, and I want to hopefully have you to listen to me, that if your prayers are going to be something that honors God, as the Bible says, a, a sweet aroma before Him, it has to go from you praying about what you want, what you think is best, what you feel would be the most beneficial, and just saying, God, I don't know what I need, but you do. Lord, I don't even love myself some days well but I know that you love me. Lord, I don't, even, I don't even do what's best for me many days, but God, I know that you will always do what is best for me. That's a hard prayer because you're not in control. I'm not in control. If I pray that the Lord helps me in my situation, I might not know that the Lord has me set on a path to talk to a nurse. To, to love that waitress at the restaurant. How many of you have ever got upset because your food didn't come out on time? You say, you're right. When you pray for your food and it comes out, right? You're probably something like this. But Lord, we thank you for this food that finally got here as I was wasting away today. Most of us could skip a few meals, but that's a whole other sermon for someone else. But what I should say is, Lord, you might have just let that nerve, that cook, who's having a terrible day, whose husband's ran out on her, who couldn't find a babysitter, who's working for minimum wage, getting yelled at by her boss. Maybe it's an opportunity when she brings that plate out to me with tears in her eyes to say, sweetheart, it's not a big deal. Thank you for that food. And I'm praying for you. You see, you and I don't understand that the challenges and difficult that God gives us is for you to have an opportunity to stand before a lost and dying world who sees the wickedness of this world, the filth of this world, the sin of this world, and shine like a light on a hill. Now, I know you love my singing. I know it. I can tell it every time it happens. 
there's a little old song. And I've sang it many a time from this pulpit, and it's gotten just as bad every time. And I want you to join with me. This little light of, I'm going to let it. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light. So you don't even know this. No, I'm, just I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. We're not done. Don't get your hopes set. Hide it under a. Now, don't you all feel foolish for singing a special tonight? <laughs> See, Jamie, I got him to sing. What's the deal? Sing like that on Sunday mornings for him. No, you have no idea why God has allowed you to go through whatever you have. But I'm telling you, the reason is that simple truth. God needs somebody to go to the restaurant, someone to walk through those hospital halls, someone to walk down the halls at school, someone to walk through the halls of your home and say, I am a believer and I have no problem letting you see it. And friends, what's lacking? The light of Jesus Christ is, he is the light. But his light bearers have decided that it's worth covering up over burnt french fries. It's worth covering up because the guy doing my oil change took 37 minutes instead of 32. It's worth covering up because my wife didn't cook my food just right. You see, in those moments, you have a choice. And friends, when you pray, don't pray that God removes the barriers always. Don't always pray that He removed the obstacle. Pray that He'll be with you in the storm and that your faith will endure. Second thing I want to show you tonight about prayer is trust God's response. It's one thing to keep praying the will of God, but you've got to learn to trust God's response. Look what it says here in verses 9 and 10. Or what man is there among you, if he asked for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asked for a fish, will give him a serpent? You see, he comes back and even talks about us. He says, I want to show you how good we are to people that we love. And we're evil. And I hope that you know that tonight that you're wicked. Your heart is deceitfully wicked. You and I can't even understand how wicked we are. But God does. And I believe Jesus specifically referenced this knowing that we would understand just how wicked we are. You see, everyone else thinks you're probably a pretty nice person, right? You sit by him at church. You bathe on a regular basis. You know, you don't sing too loud or too off-key. Maybe you even went through the line at the funeral home with them one time. You were there for their loved ones. You've been there. You've taken care of them. You've, you've been a loyal friend. But friends, if you and I are honest tonight, we know how sinful we are. And tonight I hope that you know that if it wasn't for the grace of God, Friends, you'd be lost. One of my favorite old songs, and I know I've, I've sing it all the time, that we're just an old sinner saved by grace. Tonight I want you to know that, that God says, if you, whose righteousness is as filthy rags, knows how to do good from time to time when someone asks, 
Don't we ought to think that a God who is perfect in every way, who is all-powerful, who is all-knowing, who is all places, knows how to respond. You see, many times we make our decisions and we respond by the information that we have. I tell you what, if God would have let me be all-knowing, I, I could be a much better pastor. If I knew every motive behind why people do what they do, every story that they tell, I would be an extremely good pastor. But I don't. I know what you tell me, you tell me. I know what they say and those say. But friends, that's not the way it is with God. He doesn't make decisions regarding you with half of the information. God knows every brokenness in your heart when He allows you to go through that situation. God knows every pain that you've ever been through when He walks with you. He talks with you. A long life's narrow. I always thought it was merry way, but it didn't make any sense, did it? Walks with me, talks with me, a lifelong merry way. And I thought, I don't think that's the right word in that song. And so it's not. That's not the right word. But friends, it's true. And tonight I want to challenge you with that. Do you believe it? Do you believe that whatever God is letting you go through, that he's right there with you. That he sees every tear. That he sees every victory. He sees every stumble. He sees it all. And he loves you. And cares about you. Because tonight many of you are praying. And you're wondering what will God do. In response. I can tell you what God will do. Just in a couple instances. Tonight if you're here and you're lost. God will save you from your sin. If you'll pray tonight. God, forgive me. Lord, I repent of my sin and wickedness against you. Lord, I believe that Jesus Christ died upon the cross, was buried and rose again. And Lord, I want you to come into my heart and life as my Lord and Savior. I want you to know tonight that God will. And not only will he save you, he will keep you. It's the greatest promise that God can ever give you is salvation when you don't deserve it. There's another thing I can promise you tonight. That if you are far from God as a believer, if you'll come back to Him, He'll welcome you with open arms. Tonight, if you're here and you're saying, Jake, I'm a Christian, but oh, I have made so many mistakes, so many failures, so many struggles, so many stumbles. Tonight, I want you to know that God is a loving Father waiting for you to return. He, t he tells us that in the story of the prodigal son. And we know that that is a salvation story, but it is also applicable to you tonight. If you'll come back to Him, He will forgive you. Christian, I'm telling you what, you're going to stumble and struggle and sin and fall and fail so many times as a believer. And even when you give up on you, God will not. Even when you don't think that anyone could love you, that God couldn't use you, that there's not a place for you, Tonight, I want you to know that you need to trust God's response. And the third and final thing this evening, God wants an intimate relationship with you. Look what it says here. No, that's not my notes. That is not the word I have there. Imitate God. That's not even close. Imitate God. Look what it says here in verses 11 and 12. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? 
Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Tonight, I think there's many applications to this verse. But I think the one that is first and foremost is prayer. I believe it's prayer. How you want other people to pray for you is how you want to pray for them. Tonight, I want to ask you, if everybody else prayed for you as much as you prayed for them, how much praying would be going on? I hope that you say, well, preacher, there'd be a bunch of praying. I, I pray for my Sunday school class every day, and I hope they're praying for me. You know, I, I hope my wife is praying for me as much as I pray for her. I, uh, I, I, is she in here? She's in here. Well, I can't talk about her then, but um, in the negative, so I'll, I'll, I guess I'll dress it up a little bit. No, I, I'm kidding. I know most of you just think she needs a lot of prayer to live with me, and that's true. There is no doubt about that. But I pray for my wife probably more than I pray for anyone in this whole world. Why? Because outside of Jesus, I love her more than anybody else in this whole world. Love her more than anybody. And uh, thankful for her. But uh, I pray for her, and I pray for her, and I pray for her. You know why I pray for her? Because I believe prayer works. And I don't know about you, but uh, my truck, my old beat up 256,000 mile truck, is getting ready to be painted in the next few weeks. My dad's got it at his house. He's, he's, he's feeling good. He's, he's doing good. And, and I think he's going to paint it here in a few weeks. Now, over the last six years, I've took it down every gravel road, every field road, every junky, beat-up road that I could find. It didn't bother me one bit, right? If the tailgate falls off, leave it! Right? If a fender falls off, leave it! I mean, the cab corners and rocker panels literally rested off and fell off somewhere. I don't know where. But I'm telling you what, here in a couple weeks, when that's painted, oh, and it's going to be pretty. And all these years, you've been laughing at that preacher with all them kids that had to drive that old piece of junk truck. I'm going to ride in with my sunglasses on. My seat tilted back. I might even turn up my hymn music up just a little bit louder for you and roll in like this to church. I'll get out, maybe take my little tissue that I haven't cried all over. Oh, look at there. There's a speck of dirt. I'll treat my truck like Jared Vopel treats his new black one. You don't ever see it unless it's a pretty sunny day. Boy, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be precious. You guys are going to wish you had it. And you know what? I'm going to take good care of it. Knowing my luck, I'll hit a deer the first night driving home with it. In the salvage yard, I'll get a beautiful truck from the front back. But why? Because it is valuable to me. I'm going to take good care of it. And husbands, I want you to hear this tonight. If you love your wives, pray for them. And wives, if you love your husbands, even if you don't always like them, you pray for them. Parents, I'm telling you tonight, if you do nothing else for your children, don't quit praying for them. Because why? If you believe there is a God in heaven who knows exactly what they need, exactly how much they are loved by him, why would you not ask him? You see, I think my mom's in here too tonight, so I guess I'll, tell, I'll talk about her too. So anyway, might as well go for the trifecta tonight here. If there's one more person that needs to be talked about, my kids go to her house. They can have whatever they want. Whatever They, they don't like our house. They want to go to grandma's house. 
they want whatever they want. And my mom will give them just about whatever they want. The other night, we went over there to drop my truck off that's going to be repainted. And I went inside, and they were being loud like they usually are. I said, I think I'm going to walk home. I know, don't fall over. It's only a half a mile. And I said, you guys want to go or you want to stay? Tony's going to stay. Mom's going to stay with you. We'll stay! You sure? It's dad. I'm never home. It's not. No, we'll stay! I leave them with my mother, one of the few people on this planet that I do, because why? She's going to take care of them. She's going to, she's going to give them what they need and some of what they want. Well, friends, that's how God is. When you take your request to him, when you beg God to intervene and work in their lives, you need to know that he's going to respond in kind. A mean story about how that happened as I was getting ready to leave. I thought I'll be a good child and talk to my father before I leave. And he says, Jake, are you going to walk home? I said, well, I guess I am. The rapture don't happen, Lord, anytime. He says, I got a bicycle here that was yours and Tony when you first got married. I put a new seat on it, put new tires on it, and I'd love for you to take it home. I said, I don't have a truck to drive it home. And he says, well, ride it. <laughs> so here's this guy of 250 pounds on this bicycle like this as I proceed to go up the driveway. And I'm thinking, my father hates me. <laughs> Not my heavenly father, but my earthly father. I got around the driveway, went down the hill. I thought, well, praise the Lord. I can do this. And then there was a hill that started going up. And then I'm going to tell you the honest truth. I stopped that bicycle. I got off and I pushed it up the hill. I got to the top of the hill and thought, bike riding is not that hard. Got to the good road. And if you know where our house is from the S curve, it's a big slope down. I thought, I can do this. So I got it going on that bicycle and I coasted all the way down to my driveway and as I thought, I'm not slowing down because I want enough momentum to get up that hill to my house, I took the curve too fast. <laughs> and as I end up in the yard almost hitting the concrete pillar, I'm thinking, my dad hates me. <laughs> and as I stopped in the edge of my yard and thought, Lord, thank you that no one was watching. Now the Hampsons will probably have their door camera showing you all this. <laughs> I got out off the bicycle and I pushed it up the driveway and I say all of that to say this <laughs> that bicycle don't look very good right now it didn't feel very good right now but I've told the Lord I'm going to try to ride that bicycle and one of these days I'm going to come in here slim trim and good looking and you're all going to say what happened I'm going to say my dad hated me enough to send me home on that bicycle and friends, some of you, God loves you so much that he's got you on the bicycle, but he's right there with you. I'm thankful my dad didn't walk along and say, son, do you want me to hold it as you learn how to ride a bicycle again? Like when I was a kid. And friends, some of you think that God has abandoned you, God has left you, but he has not. He loves you and he cares about you. And whatever you're going to go through as an individual, whatever you're going to go through as a family, Whatever we go through as a church, remember that God has allowed it for a purpose and a plan. And it's not because he hates you. It's because he loves you. And so tonight I want you to know that when you pray, imitate God. Pray for forgiveness. Pray for long-suffering. Pray for people who are far from God to be made right with God. Pray for Christians who have hardened their hearts 
to soften their hearts. Pray like God wants the blessings that you have to be given to them. Pray for that neighbor's marriage. Pray for those neighbor kids. Pray for that family that you work with. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. It doesn't say because you do that to them, they're going to do it back. Do to them what you want them to do to you. I'm telling you what, friends, you'll be faithful to people that aren't faithful to you. You'll stand up for people that won't stand up for you. You'll walk a mile for people that wouldn't take a step for you. Don't let that change you. Don't let that change you from being a person of compassion and mercy and grace, regardless of what others do. Because if you'll imitate God, if you'll trust His response, and if you'll keep praying the will of God, I believe God will do amazing things in your home and in your marriage and in our church. And so tonight I challenge you to be a people of prayer. Don't give up when the tough gets going. Keep trusting that God knows what you're going through. I'm going to ask as Jamie and Janice comes tonight that you'd stand with me and pray. Father, tonight I thank you for who you are and how you love us. I thank you, Father, tonight for your word that just speaks truth into every situation. Father, I pray tonight for each individual that is here. I preach, pray for each family that is represented. And Lord, I pray for this church and the sweet, sweet people that call it home. I pray, Lord, that you'd continue to do great and mighty things for your glory. Lord, I pray tonight, though, specific for each individual, that for those that are carrying a load that just seems too heavy, that tonight they'd come and lay it down. Father, for those that are carrying a spiritual burden that they just can't carry anymore, Lord, that you would help them along the way. Father, whatever it is that is keeping these people tonight from being who you want them to be, I pray that tonight's the night they would step out and trust you. And Lord, I pray tonight specifically for anyone listening to my voice that's not saved, that's never been born again. Lord, for that person that's trusted in church membership, that person that's trusted in baptism, that tr person that's trusting in being a good person, that tonight, Lord, your Holy Spirit would begin to convict them and show them and reveal to them that they are hopelessly lost outside of you. Lord, show them how lost they are so that they can be showed how saved they can be through Jesus and Jesus Christ alone. And Father, I'll ask it all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.